You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. This week, we have um, a bit of an exciting lineup for our listeners. And so let's jump right in. For our listeners that tune in regularly, you know that one of my favorite topics to discuss is contracts. I love contracts. And last week, we discussed Pat Mahomes' massive contract that he deserved. The week before that, we discussed Cam Newton's meager contract with the New England Patriots. This week is no different. We will turn our focus to Dak Prescott and his contract negotiations slash struggles with the Cowboys. The problem with Dakota, and I have to call him by his full name because he's asking for a lot. The problem with Dakota is that he wants a Russell Wilson or Mahomes contract with half of the talent of these powerhouses. You remember growing up and wanting McDonald's and your black mama always said, do you have McDonald's money? Well, Dakota, do you have Wilson or Mahomes talent? If so, show me where. It certainly isn't in the playoffs where your record is one and two and you haven't led your team past the divisional round. Is it in the regular season? Nah, because you played behind one of the best offensive lines in the league that gave you so much protection that I started branding them Trojan. To top it off, Coupled with that O-line, you had two top receivers in Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, who both had over 1,000 receiving yards last season, 2019. And you still only managed to beat two teams with a winning record last season. Miss me with the nonsense. The questions that I have for the guys today Should Dak feel a way about not securing a long-term contract? And after next season, should he return to Dallas or free himself in the NFL market? We'll start with Phillip. Wow. Dak, Dak, Dak. You earn your money. You earn your money. Because why do I think you earn your money? Last year, you was rated top four quarterback in stats Two, your freshman year 2016 you were you were the top four quarterback with 67 percent completion um 3667 yards 23 touchdowns and four, four turnovers for ints last year you was your qb percentage was 70.2 which rate you number four you had the, one of the highest touchdown yards with 4,902. You had 30 touchdowns. And, yes, you can only do what you can do as a quarterback. You don't play both sides of the ball. You play offense. You're not defense. So because of those numbers, you should have got your money. Come on, we need you another few more years. Because we know you're going to lose in the first round, and that means the Giants have a better chance. So give Dak that money, let him stay, and the Giants will prevail. Wow, strong words from a Giants fan. 
All right, Kelvin, tell me what are your thoughts about this DAC contract mess? You know, the biggest problem with me with the DAC contract mess <clears throat> is that we don't know what DAC was asking for. And that's the biggest problem with me because me not knowing what he was asking for, I don't know if he was worth it, was he tripping? I don't know what the situation is. I do know this. Well, let, me, let me pause you right there. He was asking for the likes of like around $40 million a year. Okay. Oh, $40 million a year. I'll say, so he's he's not worth $40 million a year. I'll, I'll say that. But at the same time, traditionally, Dallas has been paying their quarterback. So, so to Phil's point, I do understand Dak wanted to just get compensated for his stats. Those are relevant stats that Phil named because when you talk about the eye test, Dak has everything around him to be successful, but yet he's not successful, you know? So Dak can give me all these wins. He can give me all these regular season wins, all these crazy stats. But when I see his team, I see the Trojan horse, like Deion said, at the front line. I see all these elite wide receivers. You know, so in the best run, arguably the best running back in the league. So um, Dak's tripping. Um, Dak's tripping to me. I can understand where he's coming from. But to me, in my opinion, I wouldn't nearly give Dak that much money just for all those reasons I need. I hear that. Evan, what are you thinking? Win. Win, 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 win. Win, <laughs> win, win, win. Win. Here's what I want to tell you guys. Dak Prescott has won. Let me tell you why. Patrick Mahomes has driven up the QB market value. And so even if he doesn't get a new contract, if I was him, I'd go to free agency, see who's willing to pay me, because Dak's going to get paid. Not, I'm not saying he deserves that money. It's about to be Mike Conley paid, but Dak's about to get paid. So waiting, as long as Dak doesn't like tear his ACL, get a major career injury, Dak Prescott won by Patrick Mahomes winning. So, so let me I mean, I hear that and I follow that logic. So are we talking about winning on a Wilson and Pat Mahomes level winning? Or like, what are we talking about here? I'm saying as an individual, regardless of the team, he's won because financially he's going he's gonna to secure his bag because Mahomes got paid. Okay. So, so he's not going to be a, um, he's not going to be the new Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I just look like the new Kirk Cousins. Look like it. Two franchise tag and get this next year. Kirk is gonna make forty million. So I'm not talking about talent here, guys. I'm talking about him getting paid. Like I'm talking about a black man securing the bag. Like regardless of how good he is, at the end of the day, he's getting paid. But what if he gets hurt, eh? If he he gets hurt, it's on him. That right. So. So for our listeners, just so you understand the context, um, Dakota has signed um, a one-year contract next season, the tag, right? So Dakota is set to make around $31 million um, for next season. If he signs the tag for a second year, that's the franchise tag, he would make around 40 to $41 million a year. Um, the question, though, and, and I think this is the unknown we don't know, is whether or not beyond next season, because the rule books state that they can't even discuss contract negotiations until the end of next season. Like, it is a dead thing right now. Um, they're not allowed to come back to the table. And by they, I mean um, 
Dakota, and Dallas. And so I feel like Dallas might be like, man, bye. Like at the end of next season, be like, go about your way. And, and look, I'm all for betting on yourself. Like bet on yourself every single day. But make sure your talents um, is in line with what you're trying to bet on yourself. That's all I'm saying, Dakota. Like I'm trying to help you out. And then they bring in, then they bring who did who, who did they just bring in? A known starting Andy, Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. Yep. Brighton yeah. is on the wall for that man. It's on the wall. <laughs> and 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 you you want to know like another thing that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way about this is because you know, Dak before he signed the one-year tag for next season, he was basically like, if we can't come to agreement like I'm not gonna show up you know I'm not gonna come to practice and I'm saying in my head and Dallas will win without you showing up you know what I mean like he he just got into this diva mold where I'm like <laughs> it don't correlate because at the end of the day his stats in a regular season they're solid they're not blowing me away but they're solid stats. But when you talk about, like Evan said, win, 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 what are we worried about? Playoff wins. We are worried about a chip. We're worried about your performance. How can you underperform on the team that you had last season? Are you kidding me? So that's all I got to say about Dakota. <laughs> Playing I saw Dakota's wearing Trojans. He's about to get paid. <laughs> 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 Dallas played that man. All right. Um, so keeping in, in the NFL vein, um, let's go and talk about Cam. As I mentioned um, in the intro, we spoke about Cam's contract about two weeks ago. He signed with the New England Patriots. The contract, I believe, is a million dollars. That's like the minimum. And, you know, I expressed then, um, you know, my concerns about it. But Cam seems to be very content on reestablishing himself in New England. Um, it was interesting, though, because he um, went on a show this week with Victor Cruz. Shout out to Victor Cruz. Um, he was a big part of our, our Giants glory days. But, um, and basically said that he knew he was getting traded, not because he had a phone call, not because he was called in to the front office, via text he found out he was being traded via text and this took me back to my college days and i'll never forget one of my homegirls she was in love with this guy okay like this guy was to everything things didn't work out things were kind of shaky and this guy broke up with her via text message and i remember looking for my all blacks trying to get my Air Force ones, like, we gonna roll up on this guy, because that is the most disrespectful thing you can do, is break up with my girlfriend via text. And here we are, right, 2019, 2020, and we found out Kim got dumped via text, too. I want to know what I mean, what do the guys think about this? Because, you know, I feel a way because it reignited those feelings of me and my girlfriend, like when we <laughs> were in college and, and how we wanted to respond to that. Um, but, Kelvin, 
I mean, tell me what you think. I think, man, these owners just keep on telling these players how irrelevant and how much they don't mean to the organization, man. Like, Cam is a former MVP, yo. Like, Cam is an elite talent. Cam is Cam. Cam brings people into that stadium. Cam works in the community. I mean, and you're going to give him a text message? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how much the disrespect goes. Like, how far does the disrespect go? Like, you want to you wanna, you wanna hit me up on text message, though? Like, I feel like it's so disrespectful to Cam and what he did for Carolina's organization. So, you know, it just shows me, though. Like, players, get your bag. Don't really concern yourself with this family thing facade that they, they portray as an organization. Because, listen, it's all fluff, Dak Prescott. Cam Newton, it's fluff. That's right. I'm with it. Evan. Uh, so I'd say, um, man, you know, I was, I was going to share a story like that. Well, I didn't do it, but I was in the room. You sure you didn't do it? I, I, don't, I didn't do it. <laughs> I was in the room with my homeboy. He didn't do text. It was, there was no texting back in high school back then. Or it was when you had the, the, the character, so he didn't text. He mm -hmm. called and left a voicemail. I mm. told her it was over. But here's the thing, right? The equivalent of what you're saying is Cam Newton wasn't just a boyfriend. Cam Newton, uh, or wasn't just a girlfriend. Cam Newton uh, took you to the Super Bowl. He won an MVP. He raised your franchise stature. He went, he, he broke it. He got his body broken down for you. It's like buying a mansion for a guy. Or, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Y'all appreciate this, y'all appreciate this. It's like the woman who pays for that Negro to go through law school. Hmm. He gets paid. He secures the bag. And then he leaves with a white woman. Wow. <laughs> That's the equivalent of being dumped via text. That's the equivalent of getting cut via text by the Carolina Panthers. And the reality is that, as, as Kelvin alluded to, all I got to say is they don't really care about us. I do have a prediction. Cam Newton. Cam Newton will end up being the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys next year. Whoa. Wow. That's oh. a bold prediction. Mm. But I I mean, I can see that. Wow. No way. And, no and way. that'll be a very sad day for the poor Giants. But uh Phil, what are you thinking? Hold on, he got me choked up. That is scary. Let me tell you what Cam Newton did to me in 2015. I don't bet often. And this one time, I actually bet. The bet was that Cam Newton would take their team at least 14 wins in a row. So they literally go 14 and 0. I laughed because I saw the bad man on that record. I saw Aaron Rodgers. And I took that bet. So if you scour the internet, you may find a picture of me holding a sign saying, I'm a Panthers fan. And I apologize, Giants. You do not count out Cam Newton. And I did that one time. And the sad part is this stories of Cam Newton dedicated his heart to the organization. So much so, he didn't even put tattoos. The owner told him, don't put tattoos. And he did it. So he did everything you asked him to, sacrifice his body, did everything you asked him in the community. You couldn't call him? You can't give him that much respect? Remember, Brad Brooks told us 
NFL stands for Night for, Not For Long. And that was our last um, uh, episode to, um, 12 with Barrett Brooks. And he basically said, you have to understand this. They don't like you. They don't care for you. You got to do what you need to do and start planning your career. So Cam, I hope and have seen on your Instagram post, which we follow you on, you are lit with that fire and start securing your own personality because the way you dress is the same way you should think. You don't care about anybody else and you want to take care of yourself. You want to know what's, what's crazy about this is the Panthers were so irrelevant to me growing up, right? That when I moved to the South, I didn't even know what Carolina they played in. Like, I, and I'm just keeping it real. I didn't know if it was North Carolina, South Carolina. And then when I figured out it was North Carolina, I didn't even know what city they played for. And you have that kind of irrelevance and you have a quarterback that elevates you, right? Almost had a perfect season. MVP, did everything. And you you couldn't invite me to dinner. Like you couldn't bring me to the table and, and tell me bad news. And it goes back to... I was so happy when I knew Cam was leaving and I, I put up a Facebook post and I was like, the Panthers don't deserve him. They don't deserve him. And, and Panthers fans, y'all don't deserve anything good. Okay. Like just keeping it real. Yeah. So, can, I give, can I say one more thing? One more mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cam Newton will have the last laugh in this though. Oh, absolutely. So it's off. And, the, and the reason why I say that is because somebody that we, we, we may be familiar with, Matt Castle. Mm -hmm. Now, Matt Castle was the quarterback when Tom Brady got hurt that mm -hmm. managed to win 11 wins under Bill Belichick, right? Mm -hmm. So wherever Bill Belichick is connected with a semi-good quarterback, and Cam is above that, he will have the last laugh. So text message, we, we laughing at him right now. Not for long. Oh yeah, absolutely. And 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 I can't wait to laugh with him all the way to the bank. Laugh with all the wins while Carolina is still beating that dry drum. Keep pounding. Who won't be doing anything? Okay. <laughs> all right. So let's switch gears and go to the NBA. So we're uh, a little NFL heavy today. Let's go to the NBA. And so we all know the background, right? COVID came, it messed everything up. The NBA is trying to resume the season in the bubble. And um, what we came to realize this week is that Mickey and Minnie Mouse aren't the only rodents walking around in the NBA Disney bubble. It looks like we may have a few rats. It looks like we may have a few Takashi 6'9s. The NBA created an anonymous snitch hotline for players to report violations of social distancing guidelines. Now, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm going to make this quick. I'm from Brooklyn, so you can already guess how I feel about this. I am not in that snitching business. Um, and so I don't know how I feel about big grown men calling a hotline and airing their um, teammates out. 
Um, and it made me wonder, like, is Chris Paul in, in charge of the hotline? Because we know he is, like, the biggest snitch that we know. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm, I feel like I'm going to get pushback from the guys on this, but I'm not with it. Philip, what do you think? Snitch, snitch, snitch. Listen, all jokes aside, you, you want to secure your bag? You want to have an NBA season? You want to get paid? Remember, John Solomon told us to fulfill your TV contract, the NBA has to play 70 games. They're around the 63 mark. So one dude who can't contain himself is going to cause everybody to lose that bag. You better call. You better. Matter of fact, let's step back. NBA, just follow everybody Instagram. Look at, look at Dwight Howard. He snitched on himself. Walking around with no mask and, and, and talking to everybody. It's easy. You don't need a snitch line. Just follow them on Instagram. These young adults, they talk on themselves. Snitch. Secure the bag. Because the benefit of the whole thing is that everybody wins if this season continues. Snitch. Yes, I'm from Brooklyn. But guess what? This is about your bag. Your bag is more important. Secure that bag and snitch. I'll call for you. I'll follow you on Instagram. I'll snitch on your behalf. Snitch. All right. Okay. So you're framing this as a secure the bag issue. I'll come back maybe later um, to address that. Evan, what do you think? I heard from anonymous source that the hotline is called the D'Angelo Russell line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but um, here's my thing. I may be the reverse Karen. Maybe you should call me Kevin. I'm the black Kevin, okay, because I get frustrated when I'm walking around uh, in the grocery store and people just walk around no masks. Like, you do know we're in a pandemic. You do know I want to get out one day. I'm tired of how things are. So I know Dwight Howard complained this week about someone calling about him not wearing a mask. Um, But... uh, Dwight Howard wears many masks, by the way. (laughs) But continue. Uh, Dwight Howard got snitched on this week for not wearing a mask. And I think he was right. Um, Because Dwight Howard is a, he said he was by himself and someone called. And so I think it would be better if you had to actually say who you were making the complaint. Because if it's anonymous, like if my team's in the finals and we're about to, and we're about to lose, I'm not called to start snitching. Just dry snitching. Just, it's just, you know, what I'm saying. So I, I think you should have to face your accuser. Yes. All right, Kelvin. Yeah, I'm kind of what Evan's saying. Um, I feel like you know, my personal view is you know I, I I don't got time for that. My personal view. But if I'm in that bubble, it is to me a competitive advantage. If I'm out here being petty and snitching on people, just to disrupt, you know, whether whether they're doing what they're doing or not, I don't even care. Listen, I seen LeBron outside at 12 o'clock and he ain't had no mask on. He had a girl. Listen, I'm just doing stuff to get on LeBron nerves, to get on these teams' nerves that's the favorites, just because I don't even care. I don't care if they're doing it or not. And some people may be looking at that. Some people are that petty and they want to win that bag. If this does anything to hurt another team, then I can see them doing it. 
So, like, to Evan's point, unless you can face your accuser and have some evidence, then I don't even know how much I respect this snitch line. Yeah. People will use it to competitive advantage. Absolutely. And and just to kind of um, piggyback on your comment about LeBron, like, don't snitch on him. He ain't going to show up in the fourth quarter anyway. I mean, like, you're good. But I don't like the idea of it being anonymous. Because like you said, if, if, if I'm looking out the window, right, and let's say I'm LeBron, just because we just used him and I see Kawhi Leonard walking outside, what is going to stop me? from calling be like look i saw Kawhi. i know he's a fun guy but he was out here with somebody or interacting with people what you know and then you gotta think about it well how far does this go exactly. and you have teams out there just trying to get anything because the reality is no matter who wins this year my opinion is that we can't count this like any other NBA chip. It's just not fair. The circumstances are just so different, so skewed. There's so many factors at play. There's so many players now um, affected by this that it's like, how could you as a sports fan really stand up and argue like, no, like this is as legitimate as the rest. But I don't, I just don't like the concept of it. It, it, it just seems shady to me. So... That's all I'll say about that. And any guys want to add anything else before we transition? I do understand what you're saying, but think about it this way. If they don't have anything that will save this season, the guy's not going to get paid. So what? Bella, we're talking about million. Okay, stop. Stop right now. Because we are talking about millionaires. We are not talking about, you know, the McDonald's Olympics. Come on. These guys, look, if, if they don't get paid for the remainder of the season, I guarantee you, we will not hear on ESPN that these guys couldn't feed their families. These guys couldn't go on lavish trips. Like, come on. I disagree because some of these guys, if uh, they spend so much that they don't, they don't adequately hold their books properly. Um, We're not talking about Allen Iverson. We're talking no. These guys now. Right, but some of these rookie guys or some of the guys second year, remember what Barry said. He didn't realize how to take care of his money until like year, even though their contract is not guaranteed, but year two or three. So we can't really think these 20-year-olds or all of them have their stuff in line. They really need this season to go forward because if this season, like I said, get canceled, what happens? Everybody lose, loses to a certain point. So, and they're not, not even the guys at home. The guys at home are dependent upon the guys in there to make sure everything goes perfectly straight. And think about it, LeBron is, it's his legacy is in college. So there's a lot of things at hand. So what can they do? I agree, it shouldn't be anonymous. It should be somewhere where you could report, but the guys have to think the picture bigger than who they are. And that if this season's lost, it's gonna cost a lot of people, even overseas. It's gonna cost the NBA money and their momentum. So that's what I think. I hear you. I can't subscribe to the, oh, my gosh, they're going to be homeless and poor. Like, I just can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out why can't the NBA just hire snitches, like, for each floor? You know what I'm saying? Like, bring in, like, maybe four. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand why you can't, you know, the players, because the players, I'm a player, I'm part of the organization. I I have a reason to be petty and hate on other people just because it can cause confusion. But if it's somebody just neutral, somebody that you bring in, you know, maybe people that's just around the, uh, the facility, you know, that, that that's their job. Their job to report what's going on. They should have those people. Yeah. 
I'd pay, I'd pay the Disney employees. Why not? Give them a little incentive. Yeah. You know, we'll definitely do that. Yeah. All right. Let us um, transition back. As I mentioned, um, this episode is very NFL heavy. So we're going to shift gears again and head back to the NFL. Um, and the name of this segment is called Lowered Expectations. Now, I'm probably going to age myself, but growing up, I used to watch Mad TV. And um, Mad TV was like this comedy sketch show came on at 11 o'clock every Saturday night. And they had a segment there called Lowered Expectations. And basically what it was was like this dating show with like the worst candidates in the history of the world, okay? Like they were either unappealing, um, not intelligent, just like really, really weird. And that was like one of my favorite segments from Mad TV, actually, um, maybe because I'm a little petty. But fast forward to today, and when I think about a franchise, and when I think about, hmm, if we had an NFL version of this show, who would be like the first franchise to be on there? And for me, it has to be Washington. I mean, and when I say Washington, I mean Washington, the football team. Um, they have done so many things wrong on the field, off the field. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna list a few issue, issues surrounding the team and I want each of my co-hosts to determine the worst issue that Washington is dealing with currently, okay? So it's going to be four options. First, Washington being the worst team in the NFC East, again, self-explanatory. Secondly, ex-Washington cheerleaders said that they were pent out by leadership in 2018. They allege that they were asked to serve as escorts for rich sponsors on a trip to Costa Rica. Third, 15 former employees alleged sexual harassment while working for that NFL team in Washington, spanning a total of 13 years from 2006 to 2013. So we're not talking about isolated incidents. We're talking about potentially something that is woven into the fabric of Washington. The NFL is now seriously looking into and considering finding the team as a result. And four, the fact that it took 87 years for that football team in Washington to change their offensive slur of the name. Now, I know you guys are like, she's just calling them that team in Washington because I can honestly and proudly say I have never referred to them by that name um, that they have pushed out. It is deeply offensive to me. And so, Kelvin, I'll start with you first. Which out of these four things that I just mentioned, which is the worst? Okay, so in my opinion, I would have to go with, what is that, number four, the 87 years. I have to go with the 87 years. I think that's the most offensive. Most offensive. Um, you would think, if that was if you didn't change your name and it was it was that um it draw that that much national attention then your organization would be squeaky clean in the back you know what i'm saying so the fact that you it shows me how stubborn you were and how much you didn't care about the rest of the world that you would um 
put yourself on this platform where people are begging you to change the name. You wouldn't do that. And then behind the scenes, you'd have all this, all this stuff in your closet. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. At least, at least. So, so it's more, it's more deep to me that they wouldn't change the name just because you already had that bullseye on your back, you know, and then all the rest of the topics fall under that to me. So it just shows that the, the, the nature of the Washington Redskins for me with the 87 years. All right. Evan, which one is the worst for you? Other than having the orange skin in the White House, I'd have to say that my biggest issue and concern is that they were pimping out trafficking cheerleaders uh, in 2018 in Costa Rica to rich sponsors. I mean, that's very, very problematic that, you know, society has been kind of pushing against sex trafficking. We've, this has been a national issue. And the organization uh, with individuals like uh, Dan Snyder and, and millionaires, rich people in essence, and we're looking at the Jeff Epstein situation right now in our, in our country. We see that, you know, we oftentimes look at, at pimps and, and, and prostitution as a poverty issue, but look who's the one pushing it, but the rich and the wealthy. And so we see that the Redskins actually engaged in pimping out their cheerleaders. Uh, and so that's extremely disconcerting. And, and it even highlights even greater to me uh, the national issue, which is where they say the Super Bowl is one of the greatest sex trafficking weekends in the, in the whole United States. I hear that. Philip, which one of these four is the worst for you? Well, number one is actually the best scenario, so I don't mind them being a doormat. They deserve to be a doormat. But two and three to me is a close second, so it's literally, I mean, close one. So it's one A, one B, and one C. So my one A is going to be, imagine working at a place for 13 years, being harassed, being, you know, now feel comfortable and you worry about your job and that you have to wait for an environment where you feel comfortable to actually speak out. And that's hard because when you, when you depend upon that check and, and, and to feed your family or to just take care of your family and you have to be subjugated to that type of environment, they, a lot of those women must need some counseling because it is mind damaging just to think every day you go to work and what's, what's the next thing that will come out of somebody's mouth? And, it, and it's, it's closely, if, if may as well, you know, may as well just, that, that organization, I tell you, there's nothing good come from that place. So I think it's just going to work for 13 years, every day, day after day, not knowing how and who is going to make you feel less than who you are as a toy or as, 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 as a plaything. And having daughters, I, I can't imagine. I think, ugh, not to say anything to incriminate myself. And I think you advised me not to say that. But I'll be very up, un, unhappy for my children to be in that situation, or even my wife, or a loved one, or another human being. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so for me, I'm kind of in line with Phil. Like to me, two, three, and four, the cheerleaders, um, the ex-cheerleaders, the former employees, and the 87 years, like they're all three of those are repugnant in my opinion um i mean i don't even know what to say it's so disgusting it is so deeply offensive it is so insensitive like i i can't imagine being 
being a woman myself, being employed where I'm going on a company trip and, and someone is asking me to debase myself. You know what I mean? And so I, I mean, oof, they, they have, a, yeah, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. And you guys know Dion is never speechless, but this is, this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. Washington, I'll say to you, get it together and get it together fast. We know you're not going to get it together on the field. We have no real expectations of that. But off the field and your work culture, get it together. Stop creating a hostile work environment. Okay? Could they do, a, could they do the same thing that they did with Donald Sterling, you know, with the Clippers and mm -hmm. the NBA forcing them out? Is that, is that, I don't, I'm not sure. NFL works as far as that. But that's wow. what they need to do. I mean, the culture itself is already shot, like Dion was just pointing to. The culture is shot. They can't do anything else but get that guy out of there. And so, to him, he has to sell the team. If he I doesn't agree. sell the team, it's crazy. I agree. And it's so funny because I was actually looking for that. I'm like, usually once you have allegations of a sort that's organization-wide, yeah. You know, there's usually some action going on to push the leadership out. And the NFL was explicit. While we are looking into finding this team, we have taken no action as of now to have leadership fired. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, right. this is ridiculous at this point. It's like, what else do they have to do going forward? Hmm. What I've heard is that, um, because um, Dan Snyder is not directly, quote unquote, directly linked to it, it's not actionable towards him, even though it's leadership. That's what I've heard reports said, but I agree with you. He needs to, he needs to sell the team, or they need to move this team out that state. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, in a big way, uh, just thinking about um, this, I think it kind of shows how women are viewed in our, the society in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, you know, if people like to oftentimes say, oh, hip hop degrades women and you, you have a case. I mean, yeah, there's definitely instances and there's definitely within the music and lyrics where women are degraded and devalued uh, by rap, rap, by rap artists. Right. But oftentimes it's pointed simply as a urban issue when actuality is a it's a global issue. I mean, the sex trade, sex slavery is a global crisis. But the reality is, with Donald Sterling, there's nobody can convince me they didn't know he was a racist already, that there was enough evidence to move him out. Right. What, what the NFL waits for is pressure from the outside because they don't really care. What, what issues, they don't really care. And so until female issues rise to importance, the way race issues have risen to importance, uh, this is continuing to be the case. Look, I mean, look at Breonna Taylor. Her, her, her murderers are still not arrested. Yeah. And, and to make matters worse, more information, more damning information has gotten out there. That, mm -hmm. they, put, that they let her body, um, after she'd been shot, they left her there. Yeah. No attempt to, to save her life. Um, and so still, there's no arrests. There's no charges being filed. And it kind of shows that while black bodies are disparaged, female bodies are disparaged. And to make matters worse, for, for our main host, uh, uh, Dion, it's crazy because to be black and female is worse than just being black and male. 
it is it is <sighs> yeah and that's that's just kind of where we are um you know and like evan says like i don't know what else has to happen for there to be movement in in this particular situation like do do they have to sexually traffic women at the physical games like you know what i'm saying like what what's the next step in 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 dealing with an issue that is the fabric of your organization when you're talking about a 13 year issue you're not talking about instances of personal misconduct you're talking about an atmosphere that is fostered and so from what i have read from the reports they said you know women were asked to wear tight or skimpy revealing clothing you know to be more attractively appealing to men in the organization it's like wow that's that's crazy crazy that's crazy and i think something i read that you that um was said they said they are considering considering uh finding a team like yes. what are we considering that is, that is that is disrespectful right there it is it is and 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 i kept digging to see well maybe you know in the last day or so maybe something happened but yeah like they're strongly considering i don't know if that makes you feel better but they're strongly considering finding the team and just to add the two cents so, this is worse than the taping of the new england cheating scandal in no essence, this is worse. This is horrible. Mm -hmm. I considered what New England did a minor, you know, a, a competitive advantage, but to treat your employees that way, yeah. they, they, it should be upwards to worse than what draft picks, regardless, they don't know how to use it anyway, but take away the draft pick, find them a, a few million dollars, you know, like two, three, five, six, whatever amount to send a message to fix your culture, period. Yeah. But yeah. even beyond that, let's even think about with the Raven situation that happened with 2015 and Ray Rice, right? Mm -hmm. They weren't going to do anything until, I mean, they knew, they saw the tape, but once the tape got released, all of a sudden, oh, we're releasing it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it goes to show, once again, that female bodies are not important. That's right. If you look at the culture of the NFL, you know, don't believe Ray Rice was the first one to ever have something damaging he did to a woman it was recorded. Oh, the whole Dallas Cowboys at you know, one point. Cowboys and all the, and um, the Panthers, uh, mm -hmm. defense, and I can't remember his name now, uh, who ended up going to Dallas. I mean, he, he, he assaulted, choked, and, 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 and you know, OJ, OJ Simpson, yeah. you know what he did. And he had a culture in which they were, the cops were called to his house, in which they continually ignored every issue that came up. Yes, Greg Hardy, Sorry, it was Greg Carter was the defensive uh, player for the Panthers. O.J. Simpson had a culture in which the cops were called to his house, and mm -hmm. they did nothing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of goes to show that capital and, and men and patriarchy in the sense of uh, it being more concerned about what happens to males than we are about what happens to females. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to wrap up our show, those are our topics for today. But what did our show tell us today? Well, we learned that pride goeth before the fall of a man. And while Dakota thinks he should receive a huge multi-year contract, the Cowboys are like, eh, pump the brakes on that. 
We also learn that breaking up with your significant other via text is always a bad idea. And it's still a bad idea if, if you're talking about a franchise athlete, the athlete that put you on the map, the athlete that gives you the public credibility that your franchise has. We also learned snitches get stitches, um, but the NBA, they have this anonymous hotline and players are getting in trouble. Whether that's right or wrong, it depends on the perspective. If you want to continue the team, we have views that say, look, we need to play these games for the NBA season, so let these people snitch. Then on the other end, you have the Brooklyn view where it's like, nah, like we, we don't do snitching over here. And we have also learned, unfortunately, again and again, that when it comes to lowered expectations, Washington is not just a member, they are the president of the club. But I do want to end on a positive note with the words of Congressman John Lewis, where he said, do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. Never, ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. So we also learned that some trouble is good trouble. And we should strive as we are navigating through this social climate to make sure that we are getting into the good trouble um, that Congressman Lewis speaks about. Until next time, enjoy your week. God's blessings.